Well, friends, today I'm excited to have my husband back on the podcast here. We are going to discuss something that came out of our coffee time together, and I just thought we would share this with you. And we've titled it The Three Enemies of Our Faith, Hope, and Love. And a well-known chapter in the Bible is 1 Corinthians 13, and it's also referred to a lot of times as the love chapter. But we're specifically going to focus on one verse, which is 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which says, And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And there's always a lot of messages on those three aspects, uh, especially to faith and love. And we're going to talk about what tries to attack faith, hope, and love. What are those enemies? Why is it important that we become aware of them and understand how the enemy operates? And then how do we overcome them? So grab a pen and paper if you can take some notes or just listen in, grab your favorite coffee or water or beverage, whatever you want, and listen in as we discuss this, because we want to help you grow. Here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Well, hey, Fred, welcome back. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been, um, I think it was November last time I was on. So. Yeah, we talked about in November, We we it was episode number 61, and it's called The Importance of Loving Yourself in Order to Love Others Well. And in that, we discussed a very famous verse as well, which is considered the greatest commandment, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we talked about the importance of you've got to love yourself in order to love God and love others well as well. So we're going to dive into another famous passage about faith, hope, and love. So I'm excited to hear what you have to share. Well, it comes, the verse, obviously, you just highlighted, it comes out of verse uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And you know, a lot of people put that look look at that from a, you know, a highly emotional side more than anything. And really, what the if you actually go back and read the read chapter twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, it's really about how you take the giftings of God in you, and you operate in these giftings and 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 to to advance the kingdom, to advance the heart of God into this world, really to touch people. And to, and to actually help yourself grow in that at the same time. And yes, love is the greatest. And yet the question is, well, why did why is love the greatest? And it's, you know, if you really read through that and you get an understanding of who God is, and John is a, if you go to chapter, if, first John 
tremendous. You read chapter four, and it can really shed a lot of light on this. And really, love is tied to your identity mm-hmm. because God is love. And that's in First John chapter four. You can read that as well. So when you understand who you truly are and what your identity is, God is love. That's his nature. That's his character. That's everything that flows from him is in love. Now, if you're born again Christian and you become a child of God, then what's that make you? That makes you love. And and that's why love is to love yourself and to love others is is, you know, it's it's not just behavioral, but it's 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 in your DNA now. It's in your reborn nature. It's in your born spirit. It's it's really becomes who you are. And you just have to bring yourself into alignment of your true self now. And and that that aligns with who God is and who God says you are, mm-hmm. and then operate in that. So love is really important. Um, but faith and hope are critically important. So love is I, tied to your identity, but faith is tied to the other part of your creation, to your soul. It's tied to your imagination. It's tied to your thoughts. And so the faith is a very important aspect of it. And, and I'm sorry, hope is tied part of that imagination. And then faith is really, really having that confidence of what God's calling you to do, to step out in action. So it takes all three. It takes your understanding of who you truly are, what you're capable of through him and through his in his promises. It takes the hope that's in your soul, in your in mind, will, emotions, and imagination to believe it could be possible. And then to apply faith, with faith moves, faith speaks, faith takes action. So you start putting all three together in, in your heart and in your belief system, and then in your action. Here you're going to do great things. You're going to operate in the gifts of God. You're going to operate in your talents. And it's, gonna, it's all going to come together and come together with your purpose, why God's calling you, and it'll all come together. And, then, and that's a wonderful place to be. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand all three of them and how they relate to you or how you're wired for or how you're created using all three or substantially all three. And then, but you also have to understand you're going to be opposed. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to talk about today is what opposes you in these, in these three elements of faith, hope, and love. Okay. And I'm excited about that. Before we move on to that though, let's just go back to what you said about love is tied to identity. That's something that you and I talk a lot about is Love is not just something that we do. It's really who we truly are in our authentic self because it's in our born-again spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit, but it's also identity because we are created in the image of God and his likeness. And to have that same identity of our motive is love. And that's when Paul is talking about that he can do all these amazing things, but if love is not his motive, it profits him nothing. That's in first. That's in First Corinthians thirteen. So it starts out with, love has to be our motive. But when we understand that love is our identity, and so we live out of that from an inside out. Everything that you're talking about with faith, hope, and love, is an inside out action first versus trying to do something to be loved or <clears throat> do something to try and um, have hope or do the faith. But when we know what is already inside of us and we're connected to God in that deep way, then it comes out through us. 
and we well, act upon it. Exactly. And you look at Jesus's last prayer to Father that my prayer is that they they would be with uh, as one with us as you and I are one. Right. And then if you actually go through scripture and read about being born again, that all things have made new, old things have passed away. He's talking about your born again spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, your identity is tied to love because that's who God is. Mm-hmm. And love is not just an emotion. It's 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 an it's tied to your identity. It's who you truly are now. And he's and you have to bring your soul and your your your, your spirits dialed into that, but you got to get your soul and everything else aligned with that and then your body to actually conform to 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 what who you truly really are. And yeah, that's a tough one for a lot of people because they look at themselves and their identity through behavior. Right. And unfortunately, we teach a lot of behavior modification versus identity versus true identity in God. A lot of this behavior modification, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this because God doesn't like that. Well, you know, no, he does not like that. But if you actually to focus on who you truly are in identity by love, your life will follow your focus and then things will change. Right. And it's not behavior modification. It's don't drink, don't chew, don't di- walk with those that do, is one of my favorite Bible teachers used to say. But you know that's just really kind of missing the market as a low bar. Right. The reality is that if you're a born-again Christian, you are loved because you become one with God. And as it was Jesus' prayer and as what God accomplished on that cross, death, burial, resurrection. So it's wonderful. Yeah, and we actually become transformed by love. So we don't even want to do the things that require behavior modification. So we don't teach behavior modification, but a lot of times we've heard messages all focused on behavior modification, which doesn't doesn't last. It has to be transformed by the inside out, by renewing our mind to who God is, who we are in him, and the life that he has called us to live, which is out of that unity in him. So once you have the, you know, once you have an understanding of, of, of love, okay, it's just not behavior, but it's through identity and it's, it's who you truly are, then you really have to take a look at what's, how does hope and how does faith die, die, die you know, how does it fit into this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, at first I would say go to hope. Well, question is what really is hope mm-hmm. you you know what happens when you stop hoping what's what does the bible say hope deferred makes the heart sick absolutely but when a desire or when the, when the desire is fulfilled it's a tree of life absolutely Proverbs 13 12 and, and you know then you have to understand well what's faith Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews eleven. Hebrews eleven one, 11, Ooh, 1. and I that's a really um, that's you did pass the test. <laughs> it's a really interesting verse. Hebrews eleven one. So let's take a look at that real quick. So so now faith is the substance substance of things hoped for. Well, how does hope have substance? Okay. Faith has substance. Faith has no faith. Now faith is, is the, the substance, substance of things hoped. for. Four. So right. you have starts. Where does where does hope start? Uh, well, hope. You have to understand what hope is. Hope is a confident expectation of a future good, of what God has for us in Christ. That's biblical hope. Is that that is biblical hope? Right. It's that it's, is it's hope. absolutely wonderful. Confident expectation of good and fulfilled promises of God. Yes. Isn't that just amazing? Yep. It resides in your heart, and is you know it's perceived in your imagination. You know, With, um, I've got just something I have because we're going to talk a lot more about hope in the future because it's it's a big issue that um, has been on my heart for years. Hope is the vision of what God has for you in the spirit and what is available to you. 
Absolutely. So it starts with your your your, your imagination, and, yeah. and without hope, you're it, you know you're just you you're, give up. You give up. There's nothing there. And I like what Peter says. And if you read First Peter one thirteen, it says, and this is really how it ties in. So it says, prepare your minds for action. So what's action? Faith. Faith takes action. Faith mm-hmm. moves. Faith speaks. We already said that earlier. Mm-hmm. So Peter's saying here, so prepare your minds for action. So what you're doing is ready to, you're ready to take and employ hope mm-hmm. through faith. Uh, be completely sober, which means focused, really. Fix your hope completely on the grace that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Well, how is Jesus Christ revealed? When, you're, when, your, mind's, when your mind is focused on things above and not on things below. That's actually scripture. Right. So what's happening is you're using your mind, your will, imagination, and you're channeling it toward faith, which is when you take that step forward. Okay. So when you dial in hope, it's it's in your it's in your mind, it's mm-hmm. in your heart, it's mm-hmm. in your belief system, it's in these things: mind, will, emotions, and imagination. That's where hope resides. That's where then faith is the substance of that. It gives action to employing godly hope mm-hmm. okay through your identity through love to make to to take it to promises to fulfill promises again to step forward into in in your identity and who you truly are awesome. now saying this you know having identified those three it's important that you're going to be opposed right um everything of god always is opposed right it's just because the enemy hates god well, it, yeah. Well, sometimes our flesh hates God. <laughs> sometimes other people hate God. Yes. You know, yes. So, so it comes from a little, a few different animal, you know, angles. I yeah. said animals. I said, I said angles. <laughs> you know, so I was really the. You know, it's important that people really understand that everything you do that is godly and advancing the kingdom will be imposed opposed by other people, by the enemy, and by lust, and even your flesh right. will come against it because your flesh is is the flesh. It's not renewed. It's unrenewed. It's you know the flesh is passing away, but the spirit lives forever, right? So let's take love. Let's take identity. What it, what is the number one thing that attacks your identity of love? It's fear. Mm. If you go to First John chapter four, you can read all about it. Yep. And, it be, and, and you know, love actually attacks fear. Mm-hmm. It says perfect love casts out fear. If you actually read First John four eighteen, mm-hmm. there's no. This says perfect love casts out fear. Well, who's perfect love? God. Is. You know, if you're a child of God, then you have the same. Then you have the same thing. Right. So you have it in you to attack. Letting instead of allowing fear to attack you. Because we rule and reign with Christ, we're more than conquerors, right? Scripturally, we can actually take our identity, use our words, and use and use our imagination, and employ our love, our identity against things of fear. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know what opposes us, but it's also important to know how to take action against that. Right. So you know, speaking the word, knowing your identity, and applying love attacks fear. But if you allow fear to attack you, what's that do? It sets you back. It, 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 it does a lot of things. Well, it says it has torment, too, because fear has torment. Yes, and all, there's too many people that walk around that are Christians that were walking in torment. Right. Okay, and they're under attack by fear. They fear this, they fear that. And really, fear just really keeps you from stepping out in the things God has for you. Right. It's, right. It, 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 it destroys confidence. It destroys hope. Fear is the killer of everything good. Fear, fear, is, fear is the enemy, and, it's from, it, 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 and it's, it, it destroys people. Right. 
Well, and what do I, and one of the things that I do in my uh, coaching is we talk about, we identify the, the, the main emotions that they're experiencing. And then I ask them, basically I'm asking them, what is the story you're telling yourself? And it's a negative story. And a lot of times it's motivated by fear and from past experiences and that we project into the present and we push into the future. But it really is uh, the false expectation appearing real and the what if traps. What if I do this and this doesn't happen or I get rejected or um, I experience this pain in a deeper way? So fear is that's where that torment come in because it, it prevents us from moving forward in the things of God, from taking that step. And it steals our hope. Yeah, well, well the, the, which, this segues right in. What's the enemy of hope? I would, it's unbelief. Do you ever have this great thing? Oh, I'd really love to buy that house someday. Be able to really, or just something in your life that would just be a wonderful blessing for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you, it hits your imagination. You see it. You're upbeat. Then all of a sudden, bam! I unbelief. I can't get that. I'm not worthy of it. I'm. That's not. Or we look at the let's, bank let's, account. Let's, Let's 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 not situations. think. Let's not go there because it's not for me. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. This that'll never happen. What'd you just do? You, you just you just crushed it. Yeah. Hope you just crushed hope, right. and you just deferred. Hope deferred makes the heart right. sick. What's that do for you? When when the 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 enemy of hope is unbelief. It comes and steals that wonderful. You know, if you actually closed your eyes and you actually envisioned a house God would have for you, I would tell you this right now: a house or some some element of your life that you really had desire for. Mm. If you closed your eyes and said, God, give your vision for this, what's possible, it'd be about a thousand times greater, maybe a million times, even a number you can't even fathom, better than what you thought, hoped for. But what you what we do is all too often, an idea comes to us, hits our imagination, we see it, we're blessed, desire's there. All of a sudden, unbelief hits, and all of a sudden, it just cripples it. Unbelief is something you have to guard against because all things are possible through through God. In the Father, in the yeah. for those who believe, for those who what believe, for those who believe, yeah, right. And all good gifts come down from the Father of Lights. For there's no shadow of turning, right. Well, in in hope being tied to um, what you were talking about with love being identity, uh, we look at the natural situation versus there's two realms. We're dealing with the spirit realm and we're dealing with the natural realm. And too often our eyes are only on the natural realm. We don't, and we haven't typically been taught, how do I see with the eyes of my understanding, like Paul talks about in Ephesians, that God would open up the eyes of our understanding so that we would see from the inside into that spirit realm and then be able to hope and then attach our faith, our belief, and trust to uh, to what God says in His promises. Well, I mean, it, and it's in every day of your life too. It's just, it's not, it, it's not like it's finances, it's marriage. It's, you know, you can apply these to every area right. of your life. I right. mean, I look, you know, I get, I could go down example after example where you know, I I know my identity, I know who we are. I had hoped, like moving to Florida, we wanted to have a place here in Florida, and and you know, um, years it, ago, mm -hmm. years ago, and it came to pass, right, in the right time, right, and you know, we had hope for it, right, and we didn't, and we put off fear. Let's go in the Bible school, you know, we had this, 
we knew we were called to Bible school, right? right? But you know, it was in a tough economic time, and if we didn't sell our house, and we just sat on it and prayed on it, and and we didn't allow unbelief to come into us. Right. Well, and the key was we kept putting our eyes back on Jesus. So instead of looking at the natural, like things aren't working out, there's we're not moving forward in the direction we want to go, but we we kept attached to hope, knowing that God had put something in our heart. He had put a vision in our heart. And so we kept looking to Jesus to look into what he has provided for us and what he was leading us to do and to speak against the unbelief and to speak God's word, like you said, to um, assure ourselves that have that confident expectation of good, that God is so for us. And we had to keep reminding ourselves God's a good father and he leads us and where he guides, he provides and all of those things. You know, there's another element of hope that um, that we probably need for another time, another teaching, and it's, and it's patience. Oh, yeah. And, and and it's not for this one. It's not so, the lack of patience is kind of an enemy of hope too, but that's a whole different teaching because it's really unbelief. But um, with patience is in, in patience is something important that um, in that enemy of patience is disappointment. Mm-hmm. Or you think something's not coming to pass, you get disappointed. That's a whole other teaching as well. But yeah. just wanted to say, um, with with hope, you know, there's this thing called patience, and its enemy of that is disappointment and giving up. Or well, so it, I don't want to talk on that today, but I want to move into faith for lack of time. Well, that's not fair because I could go off on. Well, that's on where that. you're going to go right there. I saw the look, <laughs> I saw the look in your eye and the pen hit the paper. Um, but the number three, okay. bef- to so to finish up, yeah. you know, for time's sake, is you know what's the enemy of faith? Okay, so let's say you know your identity, you you got that figured out, you're you're sold on it, your belief system is aligned, you have hope, you have this great imagination, you have this wonderful plan. Now it's time for faith. Well, what's faith do? Faith moves, faith speaks, faith takes action, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doubt is the enemy of faith. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got this great plan. I know who I am. Then all of a sudden, faith comes, you're ready to move, and you go, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you get it from all angles. Doubt. You get the doubters. You're going to do what? You're going to do voices, this, yeah. the other voices, other the people. flesh, the enemy, and other people. Yeah. You know, and so faith, you have to really guard against doubt. Sometimes you have to keep the plan God puts on your heart to yourself. Oh, yeah. Or at you're least gonna have tell to, one you know, person only. It's kind of like, yeah, like don't tell people what God puts <laughs> on your heart. Just establish your heart in love. Have confidence in the hope that's in you. Right. And then step out in faith. And you don't have to tell the world. You just let them enjoy the fruits of your faith walk. Yeah. And so doubt is a big one because, you know, sometimes based on past experiences, based on, uh, you know, situations that didn't come to fruition or you, you maybe missed the mark or, or you failed in some other areas of life, all oh, the enemy is really good about bringing into remembrance the things you didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that voice is when you're going to have to shut down. Right. And faith, faith is almost like an abandoned abandonment of yes. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I can say it. You know, it's an abandonment for yes. It's it's no matter what anybody tells me, no matter how, what I'm feeling, no matter what the enemy says, no matter what every the world thinks, no matter what the f- what people say, which is a fear of man a snare. You have to come against doubt, and you're going to have to settle in your heart mm-hmm. that you will not let doubt come into your life when you're going to step in faith. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about it is you can prepare your heart for faith. Mm-hmm. 
You can. You can establish in your heart that you will step out in faith of the thing God's to give you. But if you allow doubt, unbelief, and fear to come into your life and have the ruling vote, you will not step into the things of God, nor will you accomplish the things that God set forth in chapter 13, using the gifts, using all the things that God has for you to advance his kingdom for his purpose, to help many into to to help his kingdom and to help so many people you're called to. So I think it's important, Lori, that you understand faith, hope, and love, which it's tied to your identity, your whole spirit, soul, and body, mm-hmm. and to take action on it. But you got to really understand what your enemies are. Again, fear, unbelief, and doubt. And you have to set in your heart and you have to start working on, on uh, taking offensive or action against those three to accomplish what God has for you. So how would you say, to sum it up, what would be the best way to take that action? Well, uh, again, establish your heart. Um, you know, read John. Read, be in the Word every day. Be around people that, you know, believers that, that build you up, not break you down. Um, you know, you know, be with people, you know, align yourself with people that have taken steps of faith and have done great and mighty things that just blow you away. You know, read books about people, autobiographies about some of the people that have stepped out. Read, you know, read, read, read the Hall of Fame of Hebrews. I mean, talk about a great place to start. Yeah. I mean, and none of them did it perfect. No. So they all messed up. That's yeah. the beauty of the gospel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other story. Yeah. But, you know, really start, start, you know, set your heart against it. But I was really, I think it's important that people understand that there are enemies of the faith and there's enemies of, of who we are mm-hmm. as Christians. And mm-hmm. it's all over the media, if you, you know. But, you know, get into Word, get into the Word, get into, you know, spend time with the Lord, pray, you know, establish your heart in these things. And, and that's really how we're, that's really how you get going and, and, and do the small things, you know, yeah. do, you know, God put something on your heart, you know, that it it's really interesting when I was, when I was going through this with one of somebody, um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, um, we were passing out flyers for the church, you know, for getting ready for Easter. And I talked about this, right. you know, and you think it's easy. But all of a sudden, this fear comes on you. Passing out flyers to strangers. Yeah. All of a sudden, because this this fear jumps on you. Now, it could come from another fear of doing it right, fear of... Of fear of man, fear, but fear is certainly what will there. Think. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start doing it like, God, what? It was a hurdle I had to get over, but I right. got over it. Yeah. And 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 the simple simple yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Passing out flowers for, for now. Why would fear be present in that? Yeah. It's simple because you're actually forwarding the the kingdom of God yeah. and putting bringing light into a world. So you're going to be opposed either by the enemy or by your flesh or whatever. Yeah. You will be opposed. Such a simple thing. Yeah. But you know what? You do stuff like that. You step out in these little things. And you, the more you start overcoming fear, the more it shrinks. Yeah. And it's just important to just take, don't worry about taking the small steps. Get, you know, do things like that. Awesome. I just have a scripture that I want to sum this up with because um, I, my answers always connect with love. Who is God? But it's taken from Romans fifteen thirteen, and it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is such a key verse that I believe sums up what we were just talking about. We've got to connect to the God of hope who will fill us with all joy and peace in believing. And that's when we know we are 
filled with hope and can take steps of faith because we'll have that joy and peace. It doesn't mean we'll have the understanding because God's going to give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. It just means we are connected to the source. And with God, all things are possible for those who believe. So, Fred, would you just pray for people today? Yeah, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to teach your word and, and just give some some basic fundamental instruction and, and some, some guidance and some wisdom to 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 this to to how they're to you know to take what you've put on their hearts and to advance it and to employ it for for your glory and father i just pray for the people out there that hear this that would have courage and boldness and just step out and to step into to what you've called them to do for your glory and and for their development and for their the faith the growth the growth of their faith i pray for them father that they would become confident become radiant become powerful in all they do by the small steps of faith, by hope and, and through the understanding of who they truly are, that they are more than conquerors, that rule and reign with you in, in, in such great places, heavenly places. Father, I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, then, if this has blessed you today, would you do me a favor and share this episode with someone? And make sure that you have subscribed or followed this podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. And then also, would you go onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give me a uh, rating and review? That would be so helpful for me because that actually helps this podcast be more visible to others so we can spread the gospel of hope, the gospel of peace and love to others. All right, until next time, you were created to thrive. God bless.